Hi there. Welcome to the New Life Live podcast. Steve here. Since 1988, New Life has been transforming lives one life at a time. Now our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's most difficult places. One way that we do this is through the live program that we share with our listeners here on the podcast. If you have a question that you'd like to ask our panel of counselors and psychologists, call us at 1-800-229-3000, Monday through Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. Now let's go to today's podcast episode. Hi there, welcome to New Life Live. So glad you're with us here today on Giving Tuesday. And uh, somebody that gives, every time she's on, the best advice ever, Dr. Jill Hubbard. Hey, Jill. Hey, Steve. Good to see you. And... uh, well, the last time I was with Jim Burns, Dr. Jim Burns, he was presenting at one of our events. Jim, um, everybody other than that one couple loved what you had to present there. <laughs> you did such such a great job and appreciate that. Jim and I have known each other for longer than most people have been alive and grateful for his friendship. Hey, it was a great conference, and uh, your buddy Brian does a great job setting that up, too. He did a great well, job. Well, and that's our uh, fourth person here today is Brian Blumberg. He is our chief development officer. He is officially the person that officiates the giving. And here it is, Giving Tuesday, so it's appropriate that you're here. Brian, talk to us about Giving Tuesday. Well, it's a pleasure to be here on this Giving Tuesday And Giving Tuesday, for those of you that don't know, is a day, it's a global day that has been set aside for generosity, paying paying it ahead to others, and everything in terms of just giving and supporting other people. And so we're glad that we're here, and uh, it's a great message that we need to live every day of the year, and so today is Giving Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And how would somebody with radical generosity uh, give today easily? What would that process be? There's actually three super easy ways to give right now, today, Giving Tuesday. The first is through text message. And you can text NLM, which is the initials for New Life Ministries, to 28950. Okay, let me just say that again. So it's NLM, New Life Ministries. That's NLM, the initials, to 28950, or 28950, or 28,950. Whatever (laughs) you want to write down, but it's 28950. Absolutely. And and, uh, there's another easy way for those of you who are on our app. And if you are listening to this, everybody should be on the app because it's one of the most convenient ways to listen to radio, live or any recorded um, broadcast. And so you can make a donation through the app. You can go online to our website at newlife.com, or you can call the 800 number, uh, 1-800-NEW-LIFE, and one of our fantastic MSRs will help you through that donation. So... All of those areas um, are great ways to give, and um, it makes a difference. It makes a difference for us as a ministry. Everything that we get today through Giving Tuesday is going to go to our scholarship fund. 
And yeah, it would it be special. appropriate that in the day of generosity is any money we collect, we would give it away. Mm-hmm. And so we're giving yeah. it away to those that have a need in the area of scholarships for our workshops. And think about this. You're not just giving so that we could reach somebody that needs us and then help that person. But think of the family members, the people that work with that person. All, so many people impacted by your gift that's going to go to a scholarship to someone who wouldn't be able to get the help without you. So probably the easiest thing other than texting would just be call us at 1-800-NEW-LIFE and we'll take care of it from there. Glad you're with us today here on Giving Tuesday. If you want to join us on the program, it's 1-800-229-3000. We'll talk a little bit more about generous, radical giving after this. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Arterburn here again. That phone number, one 800 229 3,000, Dr. Jill Hubbard, Dr. Jim Burns, and Brian Blumberg. And Brian, uh, we talk about scholarship fund. People might think, yeah, they probably give away two every year. But what are our numbers in the area of scholarships helping people that could not get help otherwise? What are those numbers? So this year, we have had 383 persons receive some portion of $188,522 in scholarship money. So that's a lot of people. That's a lot of money that have Mm -hmm. received help. And the question is, well, you know, what's so big about a workshop? Well, scholarships go toward workshops. Workshops change people's lives. I have just a short testimony of someone that we met a few weeks ago, and um, this is a power couple that she handed me this little card, and she wrote this. She said, New Life Ministries and Intimacy and Marriage, which is our marriage workshop, was instrumental in saving our marriage and continues to be a resource for us when we deal with the various stresses of life. This is our second marriage. We have to get this one right. Oh, boy. So um, yeah. it makes a difference for everybody. Well, I'm, I'm grateful that you're here. I'm grateful we're able to talk about scholarships and generosity on giving Tuesday. There's there's one problem I have. What was yesterday called? Uh, online Monday or Cyber Monday? Cyber Monday. Okay, so here we go. We have Black Friday, then we have Cyber Monday, and then we have Giving Tuesday. Well, if you're doing it the way God does it, <laughs> we ought to have Giving Friday, Black Monday. Cyber Tuesday, because God expects us to give that first fruits gift. I mean, he really, he says the first 10% is his, and everything else is the gift. And so it's too bad that we kind of have, you know, spend all you need to spend on Black Friday, then whatever you didn't spend on Black Friday, spend it on Cyber Monday, and whatever's left over, well... We've got Giving Tuesday. Not not a good 
<laughs> not a good way to give to the God of the universe, the person who is the mayor of the city we're going to all be living in if we believe in Jesus, heaven. And so uh, I just say, go back to what God requires and requests and what Jesus reinforced. Some people, you know, I've said this before. They say, well, you know, tithing is an Old Testament concept, not New Testament. And then I'll say, well, if I could show you where Jesus actually says the words, of course you should tithe, would you then think it's a New Testament uh, idea or concept and then abide by it? Since you're using it as an Old Testament concept, you're using that as the excuse not to give. And so when Jesus was talking to the Pharisees, he was saying, now look, you guys, you tithe, I mean, you're down to the whatever little tiny seed. You give that tithe to God. And then when it comes to your relatives who need your support, you use that as an excuse to not help them. And they need your help. Then Jesus says this, of course you should tithe, but you should also do the right thing for the people in your family. So here's Jesus saying, of course you should tithe. He didn't have to say that. If it was an Old Testament concept, he wouldn't have said it. So out of the mouth of Christ, we see that tithing is an important thing. Giving is an important thing. And, you know, there is really only one way to be sure you're not materialistic to a fault. Because we're all kind of materialistic in one way or another. But giving is the way that we can uh, overcome any kind of materialism. People that are very materialistic, they buy material. Well, they and don't Steve, give. when people get hung up and quoting the Old Testament in that way, they're kind of doing what the Pharisees did and becoming legalistic and am I doing, you know, exactly the right amount? Yeah. I usually, when I there's a need that maybe touches me, I pray and I say, God, God put an amount on my heart and nudge me in that direction and make me willing and, and generous to have a spirit of generosity because naturally I don't feel generous in that way, right? Yeah. When you've got bills and things like that and times are tough and things are more expensive it's hard to feel generous so i really pray about that quite a bit well and and you know uh, this verse i'm going to look it up in malachi uh three i believe it's chapter three is that right jim you you know the bible better than <laughs> most people but I'll look it up. I, I think it's chapter. I don't three. read Italian, so Malachi. Well, yeah. Some people would say Malachi, but you know. Yeah. But it, well, anyway, the verse says, "Test me." God says, yeah. "Try me on this. Test me, and just see if blessings don't come back uh, triple dog." I think is yeah. is the proper term. Uh, hey, you know, what? now that doesn't mean money, but it no. means blessing. But you know, yeah. uh, I had to. I'm in a small group, and we meet on Tuesdays today. And one of the guys, we were talking about blessings, and he said he was making $14,000 a year. Today he is a you know, multimillionaire with what he's done, an incredible man. But he said he and his wife decided to tithe. And he said it wasn't going to work. He's a finance guy, and he said it wasn't looking good. 
And what was interesting is he never talked about the money that he's now made as if he all of that worked. He said, you know what? That changed my marriage because he said he and his wife got on the same page and in their giving. And he said it changed the way we did marriage, the way we do generosity, the way we were raising our kids. And he was talking about how he wants to be the transitional generation to show his kids that, um, you know, generosity, the generosity that God has given to them um, in new life. Um, now moves to the you know the generosity that his even his kids can give and he said one of the real thrilling things is he went online for something where there was a disaster and he noticed that two of the three of his children had already given to this disaster and I went oh, oh my, my gosh is that a great story that is wonderful but, but he made that decision not when he had an abundance but he made the decision when he was you know still struggling with with his with his financial life give not not so much that you give every, you know I, sometimes people think that people in ministry uh will call and say give all everything you have and go into debt and all that no 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 you you said a, you know a tithe means a tenth and people who i think live with a t- by giving a tithe i actually think they're better stewards of their finances too because they're they're yeah. looking at their financial issues in a in a healthy way well obviously they're not so focused on um, buying everything possible right. because they're giving that it is going to prioritize finances or have the greater chance to prioritize them. But let me, uh, before we go to the phones and talk to Robin, let, let me just tell you what it says in Malachi 3, verse 8 is the beginning of it. But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? And God says, You have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due to me. You are under a curse, for your whole nation has been cheating me. Verse 10 says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord Almighty, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Let me prove it to you. See? He says, test me. I mean, um, that it's just so amazing that God, who wants us to believe in him and trust in him, he'd say, in this one area that's so tough for you, how about test me? And just watch what happens. So I'm going to pray that you'll wonder just how much could I give to help others. And when you do, it goes directly to the scholarship fund. And you can text NLM to 28950. So get out your phone. You just pull it up and you text NLM to 28950 or call us or go to the app uh, you know we have thousands of people on the app and we have hundreds of thousands who hear this program uh, on the app alone it's a great thing to have to download and it's got the little tree with uh, you know the brain see the brain right there there <laughs> if you're online if you're uh, YouTube brain Inside the tree. Because when we change our thinking, transformation can occur. Let's go to Robin. Holland, Michigan. And uh, Robin is watching on YouTube. 
where I just showed a picture of the brain. Hi, Robin. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Can you hear me? Yes, we can. And how could we help you today? Okay. So I listen to your program all the time on YouTube, and I wrote this out because so, I know you need a question and I know you need timely. Okay. Okay, so I, I have an adult daughter who's, who has a 14-year-old and a 4-year-old, and she is going through a divorce, no fault of her own. Um, she is a new Christian this year, very strong Christian. She really seeks the Lord in everything. She's stopped drinking. She's done everything really good. Um, and, okay, uh she's so she's going through the divorce she will not be able to have the mobile home that she lives in because her name's not on it it's on her husband's she couldn't afford it anyways i'm thinking about buying a mobile home to help to help them to get on their feet and i'm going to keep it in my name where i can keep you know where i can help yeah. her right but give her a handout not a handout um okay so the question i have only been remarried for five months to my new husband who's wonderful he's a christian but he's kind of, I'm kind of a bleeding heart, and he's kind of a, you know, got to get tough and stand on your own type thing. Um, I, I want to buy this mobile home. He is, he doesn't want me to do it. I mean, he's not totally, completely opposed to it, but I'm wondering, should I do this if he is, you know, against it? I don't know how else this, I mean, realistically, I don't see how else this is going to happen. She's got, she's got no job because she was staying home babysitting all the kids, you know, and taking care of the kids while her husband that she's divorcing was out working. Um, and I will just say one thing. The reason why she's divorcing him is because she found out that his, his oldest son was molesting her oldest daughter, and she got her oldest daughter taken from her, went to her dad and stepmother's house in Kentucky and was in a program for a year away from my daughter, my daughter now so the the her husband now will not keep this boy away from um he won't keep him out of the home he was living with his mother but he's doing all kinds of bad things at home he's he hasn't changed you know he, and they dropped the charges the courts did because they they said there wasn't enough evidence and that you know they no. were both close to the same age it's just oh, been boy. bad and you yeah. know my daughter's like i can't stay in this situation and okay, well, the divorce and all of that is a, a different issue. And the big issue yeah. here is, is it okay or a good idea that you would go ahead and get this mobile home for your daughter who, as you say, is divorcing no fault of her own? Jim, I'm going to start with you. What do you, I mean, this is a tough one. It is tough. And Absolutely. there's the music. Absolutely. So we're going to have to wait yes. for your okay. tough answer. We'll do that right after this break. You're listening to New Life Live, 1-800-229-3000 to join us on the program. If you want to give on Giving Tuesday to our scholarship fund, well, that number, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Matthew Henry said this, It ought to be the business of every day to prepare for our last day. And what a great way to give to the kingdom of God. Today, that's preparation for the last day. All right, we'll take this break and come right back. Full studio today. Brian Blumberg, our development uh, chief, 
He wants you to help us help others on Giving Tuesday. I hope you will. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll-free 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We are back. So glad that you're with us here today. And uh, by the way, Friday, this is where a lot of the scholarships go, Every Man's Battle. And that's this Friday. starts this Friday. And what a great thing to not carry all this shame and stuff uh, into the next year. Get it taken care of this Friday. You'll become a new creature in Christ. That's what we want for you. You call us at 1-800-NEW-LIFE because before Giving Tuesday is over, we're going to have scholarships available. So, Jim, we got a question here of the mother wanting to buy a mobile home for the daughter, and the husband's not totally opposed to it, but not real big on it. Either is it okay for her to go ahead and buy that mobile home for the daughter? Yeah. What do you think? And, you know, Robin, you've got a tough situation, and you know, we're not even dealing with the molestation and these other issues. And so there's a lot of emotion and pain, you know, in this, of course. And you know, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll set that aside for just a moment. But with your husband, I think you have a, a chance at a five-month marriage to actually try to get on the same page. And it's a communication piece of, you know, what what – you know, really listening to him, listening is the language of love for your husband. What can, would there be a way that he would, that he would agree with you on some things? And so, you know, what are the things, so really listen to him and maybe you have to bring in a, a, another person, um, maybe a financial advisor or a counselor, somebody he respects, could be a pastor, whatever, to try to get yourselves on the same page. One is you don't want to enable dependency uh, forever with your daughter. I don't hear you saying that. And 76% of parents do help their adult children somewhere along the line. So, you know, you're not being abnormal on this. You're actually kind of well, being normal. I, yeah, go ahead. I do plan on keeping the mobile home in my name. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, And I thought that was a really good idea. What's your husband blocking? What does he not like about this deal? Uh, my husband, like I said, has got the mentality, and it's, you know, like a lot. A lot of men do, you know, you you know, stand up on your own two feet and right. and figure it out. And yes, yes, I agree too. But I mean, this is such a dire situation, yep. and it's so she's got nothing going for her right now. Right. You know, she's got a good work history mm-hmm. and stuff, but she's had she's had a four year old she's been taking care of, right. and my her her ex soon to be ex husband's six year old and. The, the boy, and so she was at home. She wasn't right, working. Right. A cu- and, couple of questions on that. Is she getting child, will she get child support from her eventually ex-husband here? Yes, they went so, to the friend of court, but he's paying her $600 car payment right, every month. Right. And so he's only, she, she's only getting maybe $200 yeah. if she's lucky yeah. a month. Well, well, the thing I'm trying to think of is, you know, is there something, as you're talking with your husband, and kind of negotiating this because there is, you know, part all all mar- even marriage communication is negotiation sometimes. Is there is there a way that he could buy into it? Is there something that he sees? She she's giving a very small amount of money toward it at the beginning. There's just something that he sees her doing. Um, she'll probably have to go back and get a job. And is yeah. there it, 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 when she, when he sees that is he more open to your help? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I just didn't want to like 
I didn't want to disrespect him by because I good idea. I'm like we've got to do this, and I'm having problems too because my blood pressure was like yeah. 180 over something yesterday, sure. and I had to go to the emergency room because I'm so stressed out. Sure, over this. sure, sure. And he says, "Well, you just need to leave it alone." I'm like, if something doesn't happen, that's what's stressing me out. Yeah. Right, so the idea of completely leaving it alone and just letting daughter fend for herself, I can see as a mother, that's a hard place to be. Some of this, perhaps, and and maybe... And I have the money to do it. Okay. Well, some of this wanting to jump in, I'm wondering if some of it is to relieve your own anxiety. You're just talking about your blood pressure, like just the need to know that my child is okay. She's going to have a roof over her head. And I'm wondering Absolutely. if maybe the process can be slowed down a bit. Talk to husband. What ideas do you have? Um, talk to daughter. What ideas does she have, right, about helping herself? And, I'm Robin, it seems that this is a second marriage for daughter. So what has been her history and her pattern thus far? And are you supporting a pattern that doesn't make her independent or are you, like you said, giving her a hand up so that she then at least has a baseline where she can then function from there? And in what ways can well, you encourage her independence? Yeah. Well, she when you said her her past, it's, she this is her third marriage, mm, her okay. third marriage. And but I I haven't helped her. I haven't helped her. This is the daughter. My other daughter's got rheumatoid arthritis. I'd, I've helped her a lot in her life. Mm-hmm. And she's single, and I've helped her a lot, but I haven't helped this daughter because she tries to do everything herself. You know, she's, but she's, okay. you know, had a history of a failed relationship. Well, all of us are saying, I, are feeling, we talked in the break, that you shouldn't do this without, you know, your husband being on board. And I think saying to him, I'm not going to do this if you're not on board, increases his chance of getting on board. And then also, I think you're hearing, you don't want to do something that would foster dependence on you. And I'm not saying this does. You just have to be sure that the agreement also has responsibility going with it. And then right before the break, I just want to say this. They did the research, and stressing out over something doesn't help the outcome. And I just want you to be able to get on your knees and say, God, I have got to give this to you. Because me doing it, putting it on myself, my blood pressure went to 180. I want you to take care of it. I want to have a peace about what I do. And I hope that that's helpful to you. Today's podcast is brought to you by Club New Life supporters who give a monthly donation because they want to continue to offer help and hope in these very, very difficult places. To find out more about Club New Life, you can go to our website, newlife.com, or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now, if you're new to us, we drop an episode every weekday. We would love it if you would rate or write a review, which helps more people discover help and hope and helps us share wisdom with as many people as possible. Now let's listen to our counselors as they help people walk through life's hardest places. We're glad you joined us for New Life Live. 
To be a part of the program, call 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We are back. Steve Arterburn here, Dr. Jim Burns, Dr. Jill Hubbard, and Brian Blumberg here on Tune-Up Tuesday. And the reason it's Tune-Up Tuesday is because if you're not in the mood or mode of giving, well, it's time to tune that heart up and tune it up to generosity. Because I don't know of anybody that their last statement when they die was, I was just too generous. No. It's a great thing. The return is amazing. I read what Malachi, Malachi 3 said. But, Brian, this Giving Tuesday, you could see the results are, like, immediate. Talk about that. Well, because today's Tuesday and Friday is coming. We've heard that before, right? Um, Friday's coming. Uh, you can be generous today and pay it forward to someone to use at every man's battle three days from now and so uh there's immediate need we have men that will be calling us this week to register that will be asking for scholarships and so your gift will be put to work immediately immediately yeah so please call us 1-800-NEW-LIFE or you just text our initials nlm to 28950 and we'll use that in our scholarship fund, and somebody's going to get help this weekend as a result. All right, let's go. Uh, how about we talk with Lisa, San Diego, California, and uh, she accesses what we do here on the Internet. Hi there, Lisa. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. How can we help? My question to Yes, my question to you is, when is it the right time or what age um, is the right time to tell a child they've been abducted? As soon as possible. <laughs> what, what's your situation and how old are we talking? Okay, my son is seven. Mm-hmm. Um, the situation is... I'm sorry. It's okay. Um... He, he is he's my nephew um, and, but I um, took him in when he was a month and a half my husband and I just uh, agreed to take him in uh, not knowing that he was um, I guess a, a foster child if that's what you call it but we had no idea that was what was happening um, his mom left left him and I my um, brother had called me to go pick him up so um um he was a month and a half when that happened and uh, anyways we we have had um a lot of issues with my brother interfering and accusing me of taking his son but we now have adopted him um the mom was young and she was hooked on drugs on meth and my brother does um marijuana and he drinks uh, but I want to say um, this last month or so um, he I, I want to say he told them who he was um, and it's not my intention not to tell him the truth I, I want to tell him the truth but I didn't know when because of all the situation okay um, 
Jill, you want to start us off here? And- well, Lisa, I my heart goes out to you. You did a wonderful thing in taking your nephew in and giving him a home and stability and helping him grow. It's never easy, especially when there are family dynamics still in, in motion. And here your brother asked you to take him and then now accuses you. Um I think that you want to certainly have a say-so and not just have him hear this from your your brother, right? That's going to be very confusing to him. And so sometimes um, sitting down and just telling a child a little bit and seeing what they know already and talking about it, but in a very positive way, right? Their mom... You know, his biological mom and dad were having problems. And, you know, you got this wonderful gift in him coming to your home, right? But but first, I think I would want to hear what he knows. Yeah, that would be good to know. Uh, Jim, you have a thought here? Absolutely. Um, and, and actually, Steve said this, Lisa, at the beginning, the best time, of course, is the moment they're born yes. and they kind of begin to they just they just begin to understand that that's i think steve and i would both say that because we both have adopted children right. but your case is different mm-hmm. yep. so what i would do is i would make it a, a a big deal at seven i would say hey because you're seven we've been wanting to tell you this incredible story of how you came into our life and make it positive and make adoption positive and you don't have to get into the nitty gritty of all the kind of you know crummy stuff that's going on, but make it's a marker for you. We've been mm. wanting to tell you. We're excited to tell you this, and uh, and and when you do that, now again, when Jill said he's going to know some stuff, his his biological father, because he's he's now, I mean, there's another dad in this picture, um, but his biological father may you know have not be on the same page with you and that's unfortunate but i would say you know you you make make kind of a a bigger deal about how beautiful this is and at seven it's a perfect time you know Mm -hmm. tell them any age is a perfect time the younger the better but uh let them understand let them hear it from you but let them hear it as more celebrative than like oh boy you know i've heard people do this where they go oh you should you have no idea how bad it is and your your birth mother was just a louse with you know addicted no no don't do any of that at this point he's not going to understand that anyway and and i like what jill said where you kind of give some story and say you know what there's even more when you get a little bit older that's how we do sex education that's how we do drug education we say let me tell you this now god made your body and then a little bit later we're going to talk about you know the next thing and uh you know see how he takes it well the thing I would do is I would tell him, you know, your birth parents were really struggling, and so we were willing to help. We had no idea we were going to fall in love with you the way we did, and we could not wait to make you our own. And that doesn't mean he can't see birth dad or Earth mom gets right. well, but so he he'll have access anytime, whatever. But let him know you just were crazy about him, yeah. and you are today, and you you think that well, as some adopted kids say, that it was always meant to be. Mm-hmm. That's what I would be telling him. Yeah. We believe. It was always meant to be. 
that we were going to be part of your life in this way, that it was part of the plan, and we're so grateful. All positive. And the only negative is parents were having a bit of struggle. People struggle. You know that. You're seven. That's why we're telling you now. You can understand that, that people get into some situations that are rough. We wanted to help. In the process, we discovered that you are one amazing human being, and we wanted to be part of your life forever. Yeah, And, you know, well, part of adoption is, is realizing that they are God's gift to you. And even uh-huh. saying, Lisa, you know, you are God's gift to us. And, Amen. And, and yeah. we're all adopted into God's family. And, yeah. but, but let, you know, this child know you're God's gift to us, and we, we treasure that gift. Well, and I think part of the positive spin is that all children have a story. We all have a story of how we came into the world and what our journey looks like. And so you're just starting to put words to his journey and his story. Yeah, yeah, true. All right. Well, um, yeah, go ahead. Yes. I'm sorry. The last time uh, my brother was here, he he had a tattoo, tattoo put on his chest of that my son and his other son and so I did I didn't know he showed it to him and so when I went out and saw that I was like because oh, I want to tell him I want to tell yeah. my well, son the truth yeah you need to tell him the truth yeah. and so he's not yes. confused by what his father is doing anybody yes. else yes, you know they should just make it part of the story from early on and then, but in your case, Jim's really giving you some great direction here to, you know, you're seven, let's celebrate. And that clarifies a lot of stuff there for him. So I'm glad you called. Um, I'm going to send you a copy of uh, Dr. Henry Cloud's book, Trust. And, I mean, this is one of the greatest books, especially if you have a hard time in dis- with discernment. This really helps you know when to trust, when not. Uh, how trusting somebody is different than forgiving somebody. You forgive, but maybe you don't need to trust yet. Um, and and if you like this, if you want this book, gift of any amount, we'll send you Henry Cloud's book, Trust. It is a good one. In the meantime, I hope that here on Giving Tuesday, Tune Up Tuesday, that you will show that your heart is a heart of generosity and we'd love for you to support us scholarship fund use it this weekend but give somewhere please to find out more information about new life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program call 1-800-NEW-LIFE now back to new life live we are back steve arterburn here and you know back in 1994 Five, Dave Stoop and myself, well, we started working on the Life Recovery Bible. Today, there are almost 500 Life Recovery groups meeting everywhere, and I do a program called Life uh, Recovery Today, and it aired this morning on the NRB Network at 9.30 Eastern Time. If you didn't see it, you can go to liferecoverytoday.net. And you can watch that episode. We've covered all 12 of the steps. And uh, I hope that um, you'll look at that. If you don't know what the steps are about, you will. 30 minutes, 12 programs, it's all right there. All right, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. If you need some help, 
call us. People are there. They woke up this morning, went to work to help you. Please call us, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. In the meantime, I'm going to talk with Charlie. He listens on WRJZ, Knoxville, Tennessee. Charlie, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you all? Doing okay. Do you have a question for us? Okay. I, I do. Uh, so, um, recent mental illness diagnosis. So, my life this past year has been hectic. I'm wanting just resources on, like, I feel like as a believer, like, my my faith has been shaken a little bit, or my theology has been shaken because it wasn't incorporating, like, a, a diagnosis like that, like a mental OCD is what I was diagnosed with. Okay, uh, now, now hold so on like just a second. Let me just ask you this. Let me just ask you this. So you were thinking that if you were a believer, that that just wouldn't be part of your life. Is that right? That I didn't think that that would be um, – I knew tribulations and struggles, but I don't think that I was expecting this to come out of – I guess it didn't come out of nowhere, but, yeah, in a way, yes. Yes. Because a lot of people do think – a lot of people do think that when you accept Christ, then you're going to have this mental balance or it's, it almost makes you immune to any kind of emotional or mental or psychological yeah. problem. And, of course, yeah. the reason we exist is because that isn't true. So you're not alone in that thinking or being surprised that something like this yeah. would come up. And I would just say this to comment on that. You know, it's a fallen world we live in. And in mm-hmm. in the garden, it wouldn't have been that way. But outside the garden, yeah. defects, evil, sin, you come up with something like this. So so what is the question yeah. about the OCD? Well, the struggle I'm having is, is I don't know if there's really good resources that, that I've looked at that sort of incorporates, like, uh, I guess, understanding mental illness from a Christian perspective. Uh, like, right now, I'm in a good OCD counselor, but she's not a believer. Uh, uh-huh. It just happens to be that, you know, she was a good counselor that specializes in the therapy that I need to help uh, work on it. But I'm looking for just resources as to, okay, how do I understand the gospel? How do I understand uh, uh, struggling? How do I understand... Uh, you know, even uh, just in general, the my relationship with God in the midst of, you know, okay. an OCD diagnosis or really anything, I guess any okay. type of diagnosis. Well, um, I'm going to mention this, and then I'm going to turn it over, and, and uh, Jill, you can get us started here. But in 1988, 35 years ago, I started New Life, and we had... Um, we ended up with 32 psychiatric units in secular psychiatric hospitals because a lot of Christians needed the help and, like you, maybe surprised that they had a problem or they didn't trust secular psychiatry or psychology. And, And, of course, we're here today on a Christian radio network because we believe and we're very conservative in our theology, but we also know that just being a Christian doesn't eliminate this reality. So um, we've got a history 
of having the resources yeah. available. But Jill, uh, help yeah. him with. He's seeing a secular person who specializes in OCD. Well, and and Charlie, that's good that you are getting the help that you need. And part of your struggle with this integration also fits into your diagnosis, right? Having perhaps a little more tendency to ruminate and have a harder time making sense of things. So so good that you're getting the help for the OCD and to be able to look at it and say, okay, there goes my OCD brain again going off yeah. on something, right? So some things yeah. we yeah. have to accept that we all have limitations. We, we all have something. We all have tendencies in one direction or another, you know, full-blown or, or partial, but everybody is struggling with something. And if you look back it, in biblical times, it, Jesus healed a lot of people. A lot of people were struggling with all kinds of issues and mental illnesses. And so, again, like Steve said, we're in a fallen world, and it just brings us to our knees and helps us understand that we need, that we need Jesus. That being said, yeah. it's part of your journey is to work out these issues yeah. and not let that become predominant. Right. This is part of how you are moving closer to God and really seeing God work in your life. Yeah, Jim, you have a comment here as we close up the program. I I do, Charlie. And plus, I'm going to give you the award for the New Life Caller of the Day. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I just think you're asking the right questions. You get slapped in the face with this uh, diagnosis, and it's a, it's a weakness. And we think that as Christians, we're not supposed to be weak. But I want to give you a scripture. Actually, I want to give you more pastoral thought. Paul said this. Uh, But it actually says, Jesus, who said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And I want to put that emphasis on grace. And it goes on to say, you know, God is perfect in every way, giving him the power to make up for any weaknesses we have. Isn't that beautiful? And so look at your OCD. Yeah, it's a weakness. But so what we we do is we trust in God's grace and, and we put our energy there. And uh, and we do the best we can. And he doesn't. He promises not to take away sometimes some of our uh, mental illness, or sometimes sometimes he does. But he, he he promises to be with us through it. I will never leave you or forsake you. And mm-hmm. so, in your weakness, you can learn that. Yeah. And um, let me send you a copy of Healing Is a Choice because uh, there are ten different choices you can make that will maximize the possibility of healing, whether it's physical healing. Or not, I'll send that to you. Anybody else, you can get it at 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Over in 2 Corinthians 8th chapter, it says, Give whatever you can according to what you have. If you're really eager to give, it isn't important how much you're able to give. God wants you to give what you have, not what you don't have. Of course, I don't mean you should give so much that you suffer from having too little. I only mean that there should be some equality in what we give. And so when that widow gave that one mite, that's what we call sacrificial giving, because that's what she had. And so I'm hoping on Giving Tuesday here, you would help us to fill up every man's battle with folks that need scholarship help. And you do that. Simply by texting the, the initials of New Life Ministry, NLM, to 28950, or just call us at 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Brian, why is every man's battle so effective? 
It's effective because for most guys that come and be a part of that, it's the first time in years, maybe in their entire life, that they are free to tell Mm. their story, to be safe with other guys. And it's not an end-all. It's the start of a journey uh, of hope. Thanks so much for listening. We hope something you heard will help you live in freedom today. If this content was helpful for you, we would love it if you take a minute, leave us a review, post about it, and rate it. Remember, we have resources and workshops online for you as you continue your journey. Go to newlife.com and find out more information. And thank you for being part of the New Life community. We know that God desires all of us to live a life of wholeness and healing. And we're so glad that you're here.